Blog Talk Radio. Great minds converge. 
Now, that's a statement that Monique has created. Great things happen when great minds converge. That is the principle behind this whole platform. It's called The Superior Power in Black America. The foundation of this show is based on the book, The Superior Power in Black America, written by my one and only husband, Daryl D. Freeman. The major points that this book discusses are self-help and self-sufficiency and the fact that black and the, and the fact that the black community has the ability to eliminate resources such as food stamps, general assistance, and government handouts that are really of no need to us. Now, here's what she just said. And I, she don't say that with the excitement that I like. Oh, Lord. Here is the chance for African Americans to understand we have the resources. We don't need no government handouts, food stamps, and social services. That's for somebody else. With 13% of the population, we spend $1.1 trillion. Who need government handouts? Not the African-American community. This book also discusses the need of unity and showing a self-love and pride in our culture by studying and understanding African history, as well as the importance of our productivity and controlling our wealth by becoming informed of how we spend and the amount of money that we spend. See, this book has also developed into a movement called T-SPEBA, where black people can join and build wealth and unity. So we're going to tell you more about that at the end of the show. But just in case you're on the computer while you're listening, why don't you check us out at uh, com. That is www.tthesuperiorsthpowerinbblackamerica.com. Tspeba.com. So what's going on with that first topic today, Daryl? All right. So uh, today the topic is we we always want to stay current. So we want to keep uh, our minds on what's happening in our society. Today the most important topic that we could be talking about is voting. Don't forget, we fought. We crossed this bridge in Selma 50 years ago. It was the it, we we celebrated the 50th anniversary. It was about the voting rights that we needed to have in order to express our ourselves and get someone that would represent who uh, have our interests in mind. And so today, I want to talk about the presidents. All the way back 39 years, I have compiled a report. The report talks about six different presidents, all the way back from Jimmy Carter. And so we'll start with the most current president. And these are the statistics that I found. Now, this is recorded information that will show how destructive Republicans are to this country. This information will also help Americans to decide which party stands for the country and the greater good for all Americans. The issue of inclusion and the reality of exclusion are apparent in both parties. We must have a clear understanding of which is which. Because as a voter, the choices are always very clear. So you want to read about uh, the first press, the uh, current president, Monique? It is. Well, I guess everybody knows who our current well, president is. I just highlighted some of the stuff <laughs> that he did, so you can just go through it real fast. All right. Well, 
as everybody knows, Barack Obama is our 44th president. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it seems like there should have been a whole lot more than that. But 44 years. 44 seven, years. seven years of service and, service and has completed over 50 accomplishments. 50 accomplishments. That will elevate this country. Okay, they're always about building up this country. Go ahead. Now, it's projected that we're to reach 16 million jobs created under his administration. So far, the administration has created 1 million. One Nine hundred and thirty-two thousand one hundred and forty-three jobs per, per year. year. So if you think about it, that's almost two million jobs a year. Okay, and uh, he's only been there for seven years. So this statistic is about right. Okay, sixteen million jobs by the end of his term, and he's on track for that. He's he's uh, two million a year times eight is sixteen. Okay, so this president has achieved these accomplishments despite the obstruction from Republicans on the Hill. Uh, from Congress to Senate, in the past five and a half years, this president has had no cooperation at all whatsoever. I mean, he still doesn't. He, he still doesn't, so, but, but right. that, 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 that needs to be talked about because guess what? Think about all the jobs that could have been created uh, past this $16 million had he had they passed the jobs bill to rebuild the, our infrastructure, roads, uh, trains, um, airplanes, our airways, even our bridges. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, but, you know, it always goes back to where we come from. Uh, they're still struggling with jobs in, in Illinois. That's but, the whole point. But wait a minute. But that doesn't mean that there were no jobs created in Illinois, that means the availability of those jobs to African-Americans and those segment. in that community, a certain segment, uh, were not available to them. They, so, they weren't, the availability was not there for them. Now, point. we're in another place, and this other place, there are jobs available. Okay, so let me okay. elaborate on that. So and then this is all over the country. There are some places that these these jobs are are you know they're there, but they're not available to us. We're not benefiting from these quote unquote jobs. That is so true. Now, what 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 we're talking about when we talk about the jobs bill, we're talking about good paying jobs at the labor level. Okay, so that would qualify all of us who are lacking in that uh, degree. You know, we could still go and get a really good paying job and support our families. So that's what infrastructure and real jobs and, you know, these type of opportunities that need to be uh, put forth that will encumber all you know, of America. It's always been that way. I mean, if you really think about it, Not I mean, really. no, no, no. You didn't yeah. need no degree to work. Yeah, but guess mill. what? That's just it. But you know what? That's not encouraging education because I'm going to tell you now. It, it, it's like this. When I was a kid growing up in South Suburbia in Illinois, the only way that I was in touch with, with what was going on in the city and in the plight of the people that were not around me was to watch freaking good times, okay? That's so right. when I hear things like what I, you know, when I, when I would hear things like what we're talking about as far as disparity and everything um, is concerned, I immediately think about what I used to watch on television. Now, think about that. Think about how many people are not in touch with what was really going on. Look, they had good times, but they also had Archie Buck. And he wasn't no brainiac either. And so he made his life, he made his, he 
deep brand dislikes because of those non those good paying uneducated jobs. Yeah, but so what's he living? What's he living in the project? But we're talking about fictitious yeah. characters. So no, right? But this, I mean, but it's the he truth. represented a certain sector. Now, of now, 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 let me piggyback on that, and this mm-hmm. is why I brought that up because there is a, a person that was a candidate and is now the nominee uh, uh, for uh, Anita Alvarez's position. Uh, for uh, and she's Cook County State's Attorney. Her name is Kim Fox, and she grew up in in Cabrini Green mm-hmm. in Chicago. In That's Chicago, housing project. And, and she she, she pressed herself to get honors grade. She did everything that she could. Her mom was a hardworking woman, but she she went through a, a lot in her lifetime. She wasn't one of those kids that watched it. She lived it, and she did well in her life. But she saw firsthand, and now her plight is to make sure, as far as justice is concerned, that justice is served, and that uh, there there's some of, there there's a lot more availability of justice in the black community. Now, the reason why I brought that up is again. And, because, and who, who who is Anita Alvarez, by the way? Anita Alvarez is uh, the prosecutor. State state's attorney for Chicago. Right. Okay, and, and why? Okay, so why was why is why is it so important for her not to be in office? I mean, because anymore? you know she's part of the machine. She was the reason why those tapes weren't released for Laquan McDonald. Okay, so she yeah. really betrayed um, the she citizens betrayed the in Chicago. Trust. Exactly. Yeah. And so right. she needed to go. Exactly. And Miss Fox is what? She's an African American. She's is that an right? African American. She's an accomplished leader, prosecutor, and advocate for children, and families in Cook County. And she is the person that's running to become Cook County State's Attorney. I think she's won that already. She has been awarded the, uh, she is she is now the State's Attorney uh, for Cook County. I think she has to, I think that was like the primary. That happened yesterday. I think she was just nominated. No, no, no. She, the, she has to go against a Republican now. She was nominated. She's got to go against someone else. But anyway, let's just talk about her. I think she's in there, though. Let's let's talk about that. She's an assistant state's attorney now for Cook County. So, what I'm saying is, you know, her experience has made her an effective advocate for our community out there. You know, she wants to make sure that she's a hands on leader for a number of vital organizations. She wants to make sure that she can be there for our people, be a representative. And and that's where I'm. That's what I'm getting back to. That's what I want to piggyback on. I don't want to get lost on our subject here. Okay. But, but so what we were talking about is six different presidencies and the contrast between them, so that we can understand what, why it's so important for all of us to vote. We want to vote for somebody who represents what our needs. And that's why I brought her up. Right. Okay. So here's a woman that because she was voted in, and she was, uh, she now represents a segment of people in Chicago where uh, the judicial system will become a little bit more fairer to them. And that's what it's really all about. So here's, here's the second president, Republican President George W. Bush. Now, he's the 43rd president, and his legacy is he was in office for eight years, two full terms. He achieved, now Barack Obama achieved 50 uh, accomplishments up to this point. He's only been in there for seven years. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Let George me, W. Bush. Let me let me let me interrupt you. She, uh-huh. I told you I was right. It was a primary. She okay. won as a nominee. Okay. Go okay. ahead. All right. So she is a nominee. Uh, George W. Bush, eight years in office, two full terms. 
He achieved 13 accomplishments total. That's that's two. How many did Barack have? Fifty. His policies. <laughs> now Barack's policies built this country up. Okay, everything that he did, and if you go back and look at his record from the very first uh, amendment that he signed, the very first law that he signed in was the uh, Lilly Ledbetter Law, where uh, women that do the same work for as men will get the same pay. That's the very first that's thing what he Barack signed did. in. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that's good for the country. So here's what George W. Bush, his predecessor, did. Uh, uh, his policies nearly destroyed this country with the lack of leadership that he provided, including including granting $1.3 trillion tax cut that took money out of the economy and only benefited the very rich and greatly added to our deficit. Now, you got... Republicans talking about how much money we owe and how much debt we're in already, and they talk about $16 trillion. Well, here is a point right here where way back in 07, George W. Bush uh, put in a law that took out $1.3 trillion a year of tax money going into our economy, a year. So seven years later, yeah, we may be. Uh, $16 trillion in debt, still from this tax cut. Okay. Okay, yes, ma'am. This president, now Barack Obama, he has created, projected to create 16 million jobs. George W. Bush, understand, he lost, now hear this, he lost 141,500 jobs per year while he was in office. He created none. So there's a stock contrast between these two presidents. One is a Democrat, one is a Republican. Talk about the next one. Okay, so then we have William Jefferson Clinton. He's our 42nd president. Eight years of service, two full-term, 24 accomplishments, 24 accomplishments to include producing over 22 million jobs during his term. Democrat. In the first two years, he created 6 million new jobs. He set a record. 115 months of economic expansion, and there was a great surplus for the next president to work with after he left office. His administration created a total of 2,283,250 jobs per year during his stay in office. Per year. George W. Bush lost 141,000 jobs a year. Okay, so that is, that is two Democrats. Here's another Republican. Republican President George H. Bush. That's, that's George who. W. Bush's father. He if was the he predecessor <laughs> of uh, Bill Clinton. Uh, George H. Bush, 41st president, four years, one full term, a total uh, eight, eight, count them, one, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, eight total accomplishments that did not add to the country, by the time his administration left office, they had created only 849,750 jobs for his all four years and with no direction to the future of America. His biggest, biggest accomplishment, if anyone were to remember, he got on, to the, on national TV and said, read my lips. No new taxes. Guess what he did? He reneged on several times. <laughs> several times. That was his biggest legacy. 
Okay. Right, so then we have Jimmy Carter. He's, he was the 39th president. That I was a Republican. Like, I kind of like that little peanut eating man. All right. Okay. Four years in office, one full term. Jimmy Carter achieved eight accomplishments, only eight, such as creating the Department of Energy. Because, you know, that was when the energy crisis mm-hmm. was going on. I remember that. I was looking up. What was the next one? What was the next one? Hot days in. And the Department, <laughs> the Department of Education and his administration created a total of 1,493,000 jobs. Well, what? Yeah. Jimmy Carter. It, but Jimmy but Carter. Was that was back then. That was a lot. That was a lot. Okay, Jimmy Carter made several huge accomplishments. You would have to look at his record because he did many, many things. Now, the Department of Energy and the Department of Education was just two. But the level of things that he he enacted was just on that level. So there were other departments that he put in. And I see how you're doing this. So so wait, so Barack was a Democratic Mm -hmm. uh, president. George Mm -hmm. Bush, Republican. Mm -hmm. Bill Clinton, Democrat. Mm -hmm. George A. Bush, Republican, Democrat. Mm -hmm was Jimmy Carter, and the next one was Ronald Reagan. Right. He was a Republican. He was, so. he was absolutely a Republican. But, oh. but understand, Jimmy Carter, uh, uh, he actually was one of the greatest presidents of our time, okay? And you have to look at his record to see, because the things that he enacted are still in, in full in action right now, okay? You're going to read about the last Republican president that we went back to talk about? Oh, wow. You know. Ronald Reagan? Ronald Reagan. Okay. Eight years in office. He was the 40th president. Mm-hmm. Um, and he served two full terms. Yep. He was known as the greatest communicator. The great communicator. Yeah, the great, really? Yeah, because Ronald Reagan was a movie star. And so he would go on TV and he would tell, he would ask the American people to give him their support for the things that he, his policies and all that, because it was a Democratic uh, House and Senate, and Ronald Reagan needed the support of the American people to get his policies passed. Oh, the first conservative in 50 years who wanted less government, he made a few modest accomplishments. He boosted arms and arms races against Russia, also resided over conscious scandals. Total jobs created during his term as president was two million three hundred and twenty seven thousand one hundred and twenty five. And according to Michael Kinsley in his collection article written in January of twenty fifteen, Ronald Reagan's presidency was a complete failure. Yeah. His policies called economics put blacks in a greater state of poverty mm-hmm. while giving tax cuts to corporations and a trickle down screen to boot to boost the economic, the economy, and that policy was a total disaster. Uh, now, the reason for this post is very important. If you don't vote for your candidate, you vote for other candidates. Now, after comparing the presidents, it's obvious to see why most people vote Democrat. It is in their best interest. Now, let me just tell you. Uh, you know what? You didn't. You didn't say that with the with that. I'm gonna give you some zeal. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm I need to. I need people to understand zeal. how important this is. It's important. Let, to vote. let me let me let me reread what she just skimmed over. The reason why this post is so important is if you do not vote. And that's to all of my brothers and sisters out there who are saying, it's not important for me to vote because my vote don't count. Well, that's not true. If you do not vote, then you vote for somebody else's candidate. And I got to tell you something. The reason why there is a powerful Democratic, uh, Democratic following is because people vote Democratic because it is in their best interest, opposed to Republican. If you want to know 
what is true for Republicans, they are out for the few. That's the back. That's what they do. They they want to promote uh, economic stability for the rich only, the few at the top. The Democratic Party, they they talk about what's good for the entire country, and so that's the start. Okay. Wait now, I, this, is, this is the point. Both. How long have I been married to you? Man, well we've been together for seventeen years. Okay. I am now going to do something that you always do. What? I'm going to become a champion for the underdog. Ah, uh, go for it. Go All for right. It. You ain't got no ammunition, but go for it. I don't have any ammunition. No. Go <laughs> well, you know, I know a few Democratic states that I won't mention. Well, wait. What are the Democratic states that you uh, and what? Well, what I, I know one in particular, and, and there's a lot of corruption. There's a lot of confusion going on. There's a lot of Craziness. There are people out there that need government assistance that truly need it, even though we're trying to help them figure out a way that they don't. But there are people out there that need something right now. There are some things going on, uh, programs that have been cut. And, and, and you know what? It's because, in my mind, they have not been presented, nor have they been utilized in the right way. Now, coming here, where we are now, we're in a Republican state, I found that because those things are not readily available. What things? Those those programs, like if you need help with your light bills. That's general assistance. Right, general assistance. Those things are not readily available. You want some help, you've got to seek it out, and it's not necessarily the government that's going to help you. So you're talking about Texas, in, here in Texas, there is what? There's the economic uh, downturn is not as bad here in it, Texas? It's not. And the reason why is because they don't promote that 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 type of assistance. No, they don't. They don't promote you know what they promote? I mean, you can't even get, listen, you can't get behind on your light bill and get $1,200 behind on the light bill. Yeah, but here. if you want to work in Texas, you will find a job. Yeah, you will okay. find a job. In Illinois, but that's because you they work, got the money. Work. But you know why they got the money? Because they're not dealing with the corruption. They're not dealing with a lot of the things that we dealt with back there. We I, know that I, firsthand. I, I don't think it's about that, though, hon. I think it's because they have Kill the regulations, which means that you could work for two dollars here in Texas on some jobs and and, no. and don't have no benefits at all. Yeah. Oh yeah, like yeah, technical. yeah. Technical. You can do yeah. that here in in Texas, where in Illinois there's a regulation. You can't work for less than the minimum wage. Oh yes, you can. Well, wait a minute. Let me finish. <sighs> and so here in Texas. Uh, this is a work for uh, work at will state, so they don't have any obligation to uh, keep you on board. But they're working. Let me finish. Let me finish. As well, you could just walk off from the job as, and don't have no loyalty to the company. And so some of it is okay, but other parts of it is not that great. Yeah, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of. Jobs. I mean, and this is not good jobs, but jobs in Texas. No, now let's let's take in let's take into consideration. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna tell you something else that that got me. Now I'm very proud of my sister, um, who left California. She left Texas, went to California, left California, and now she's working with uh, Mr. Tyler Perry, and um, she's working on a big project now. But she got out there, and regardless of what state she went to, now she went where. There is an abundance, supposedly, of, 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 of talent 
and people were out there looking. And, of course, it's always been hard in California. Yeah, California. But she turned around and she went to Georgia and immediately got picked up mm-hmm. by one of the, the largest black producers, of course, mm-hmm. in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Now, I just think that it depends on it depends on what's promoted. I mean, in Illinois, none of none, none of this stuff is promoted. There, there's is, is degradation. When I listen to the news, the news is not the same. But that's the reason why we're talking about voting. That's the whole. That's the reason why it's important because it's different in California. It's different in Georgia. Yeah, it's different, it's different all over. Texas. It's different in Illinois. But guess what? The federal government is the same. Yeah. Okay. And so the regulatory system should be the same across the board. Yes, there should does. be a certain standard that people would, should not have to live below. And that's what the safety net was about. Mm-hmm. But now we have exploited it, you know, many people have, the social services, and they need to bring them under control. <laughs> I submit to you that as an African-American, 13% of the population of over 300 million people, and my my part is only 40-something million, spending at $1.1 trillion, I submit to you that we don't need those services. Those services should go to other nationalities and other people who truly need them. And so we have to get out of the mindset. And that's exactly what I was going to say. It's my mastery. Yes. Because the first thing you have to do, and I learned that from somebody else. I'm kind of still in somebody else's term there. But it's about the way that you think. Yes. It's about the way that you think. If you don't think that you have freedom, if you don't think that you can be out there in the middle of the med or in the middle of any ocean or any sea on a yacht of your very own. Mm, if, if, you don't have, if you don't have vision. If you can't that dream you, that. Right. If you don't have vision, if you can't take your behind either to school. Well, if you don't have that vision. Or you just don't have the vision, the entrepreneurial spirit, you cannot achieve. You've got to fight. You've got to get out there because nothing is handed to you. So you remember nothing the girlfriend you just mentioned? that went from California to yeah. Georgia, mm-hmm. guess what she had? Mind mastery. Guess what she had? She has determination. Determination she and courage. She decided yes. that she wanted to be in a certain uh, career. And, I mean, she and looked at it. she did not quit. She left Chicago. She came to Texas. She left Texas. She went to uh, California. She left California. She but is see, now but in what Georgia. But what you're not, what you're missing is, she started out in Illinois. She started out doing talent shows. She sang and sang and sang. Mm-hmm. She came here. She got her boys into modeling. Mm-hmm. She went into modeling herself. She she even became a hand model. Okay. <laughs> she did everything she could here. Couldn't do anything. She left here. She went and she she moved to California. Where we talk about auditioning here and there, getting in the right circle, talking to different people, and then the next thing you know, she you know the woman didn't have any any concern, any worries about jumping up and leaving. And the same but opportunities that we all that we all have, and she jumps up with that determination. That mindset. Okay. Now I know that she's been in college. I'm not sure if she has a degree, but it didn't take all of that for her. So what she did was she jumped up. She said, you know what? This isn't working for me. And so she finally got to where it's working for her. And she's on set daily and she's doing what she needs to do. But the bottom line is it's perseverance. It's mindset. And perseverance. So here's 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 something that you might have heard. This is an old cliche. Mm-hmm. I call them 
uh, I call them uh, realisms. So this cliche goes: the man who, who the man who wins is the man who thinks he can. Well, I mean that's like a little engine that could. Listen, it's all about perception. Your perception about who you are, about your what you want. Your vision, vision, perseverance, determination, same thing, okay. all of that. Yeah. That's, that's what we talk And that's what that's where this comes in, the second topic so, comes in. Our yeah. second topic. And by the way, we do want to let everybody know that this movement uh and this radio show, it started off as a book. The book is called The Superior Power in Black America. Now, you can find this book at lulu.com or Barnes & Noble or uh, who is the other one, Amazon? Amazon.com. You can also you can look at it on Google Books, about 58 pages of it. read 58 pages I told for you, free I don't like that. On Google Books. Now, the idea is to get the information out. You know, get the book because the book has a whole plan. But to get people's mind geared up to read this, for big change, you know, we have to make it available. Okay, so, so so you're saying you can find the Superior Power in Black America online at lulu.com, mm-hmm. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Google Books, where you can read approximately 58 free pages. Mm-hmm. You can guess what? Tweet with Darrow. If you don't get in on the show tonight, you can get on Twitter at Landau, L-A-N-D-A-U, smooth. Okay, and then you can visit our blog at Life with Landau at blogspot.com. You can also, now this book uh, emerged into a movement. The movement is called The Superior Power in Black America. It is the betterment of self-movement. And this is the platform where you come, you join, and you invest money so that we could get money back into the black communities. The way the system is set up right now, you have to go out of the black community to buy a fur coat. You have to go out of the black community to buy a real good steak. You have to go out of the black community to buy just about anything you know with quality. You said that. And so when you when you go out of the black community to buy stuff, you take your money out of the black community and it is benefiting other communities. And so the reality is that we have no choice. We have to spend someplace else. But the solution, the remedy is that we need a platform that will get those businesses back into the black community. Talk now, to now check this out. I, I just had a thought. Now, the reason why we talk about the plan and the movement at the end of every show is because just like we're conditioned to listen to or to, to be uh, reached out to by companies and corporations that want our money. That's right. We want to reach out to and get in the minds of the individuals out there that want to be a part of helping our communities and building them and helping them to grow and get back to where they should have been, not to where they were. You know why that's So we important? just keep talking over And I'm going to tell you something. You know what's funny? Wait, you know why that's important? Because when you invest, then you protect what you invest in. Exactly. You're not breaking down. You're tearing down your neighborhoods now. You're rebuilding them. You're having pride in what you put your money in. That's why it's important. You know, and, and the reason why I said conditioning, because as soon as you said a fur coat, right, mm-hmm. of course I started thinking, look, they advertise, so I can say the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Chicago, when you when you listen to the radio, you hear a black woman singing a song about buying a coat at Adriana Furs, and the jingle 
stays in your head mm-hmm. because it's an R&B jingle mm-hmm. that gets into your mind. And as soon as somebody says, Farco, you're thinking Adriana Farco. Okay. Well, as soon as somebody says community development, we want you to think about the superior power in black America movement. Okay, so you just said a mouthful because what you just said was the way they get us to uh, keep bringing our money to them they not only we not only do not have the stores to compete with them in our neighborhoods, but they tell you where they want you to go. And then they inundate your mind with the information so that it now becomes second nature to you. Exactly. Okay. So you don't think twice about, oh, I'm gonna spend four thousand dollars on this coat. Exactly. And none of that if none of that money is coming back to the neighborhood to help anybody else. But I'm gonna wear this coat. So so um, I think I think uh, for every black person that buys a fur coat, there should be a certain amount of money going back to the neighborhood. Look, donate something well, if I buy a coat from you. Well, let, let me just say this: first of all, I don't think black people should be buying fur coats because I don't believe you know. Don't get me started, but I don't believe that you should be killing. If I had some people. money, I'd have me a fur let coat. Let me explain. My grandfather <laughs> used to my grandfather used to raise me, oh, and okay. they used to slaughter those mink and go out there and sell that fur in the in, in the north. Uh-huh. But they raised them here in the south. Oh, okay. And and I'm gonna tell you, those little animals did not deserve that. But that's a whole other story. That's a whole other. Okay, so. <laughs> The superior power in black America would, don't laugh, it's okay. not funny. Now, what are we talking about? We're talking about the plan. Peter's calling us on the phone. Uh, <laughs> now, now, people will produce 1,000 black millionaires every year for 10 years. This is the plan. This is this is our plan. This is the Spiegel plan, the superior power in black America, where you visit that website. This is okay. what it's about. So, so thereby producing 10,000 black millionaires in 10 years. Now, imagine producing, creating 10,000 black millionaires, 1,000 black millionaires a year. And those black millionaires are obligated to opening up a business in a black neighborhood or two or three. They must uh, reinvest in that neighborhood that they're uh, working in, and they have to hire people in that neighborhood. Think about that. Think about the implications. So by stockpiling, so, so look, but check this out. Mm-hmm. And it's only by stockpiling $25 per person from 10 million people and intentionally redirecting one-third of that assembled revenue back to the African-American community. Okay, see, you see how, how much sense that makes? Okay, so Spiva is trying to uh, gain 10 million members in its organization. And the obligations of these members are to invest twenty a mere twenty five dollars each per month. That will generate over two hundred and fifty million dollars in that month. With that type of money, uh, Monique, Ms. Monique, what can we do with that kind of money? What can people do with that kind of money if it was redirected back in the back in well, the it'll be it'll, it'll be we'll, we'll, they'll use it to accomplish the goal to produce 1,000 black millionaires per year. 1,000 times 1 million equals 1 billion. There will be 2 billion left over for taxes and redistributed investment. Therefore, 1 billion families and households are to be randomly selected and 1 billion 
$1 billion you're, negative. You're not reading that right. Okay, well, let me just tell you this. Let me, first of all, I want to say something. Okay. Okay, right. let me just tell you this, yeah, guys. You, you confuse the people about that. I'm, I'm not trying to confuse it because I'm not good with numbers. He's a numbers man. But I'm going to tell you, he he's a numbers man. Um, and, and what we need to do, first of all and foremost, this is a concept. What we need is professional. So those of you that are out there, your accountant, your attorney, and you are about helping the black community, and you are a black attorney. Lifting stuff. Black. Lifting stuff. Yeah, you are black, black accountant. You, are, you want to raise And you want to raise your self up, right. your community up. That's right. You want to elevate That's right. your people. You need to call us. You need to reach out to us. You don't have to call us. And, and, Go and, to the website. Join. Register at the website. That's what she wants you to do. What I want you to do is register, but we also need to talk to you and go over some things with you and discuss the process Mm -hmm. because we want to get this started. So we want not only people to invest and become a part of it, but we want professionals that are already a part of the banking industry to join us in building this, okay? Um, And and I'm going to tell you why. What, what are you talking about, Bill? What, what exactly we, is the organization? Well, you know, it, it's a it's a it's a bank. It is a, it's, like it's a, a credit bank. union. It's like a credit union, um, and so and it has to be chartered, like everything else. It has to be chartered. So let let me explain here. You you have plenty of people going to churches, going into communities, and they're scamming people out of money. They they have their own Ponzi schemes and things that they're doing, and they're not really trying to help us. And it makes a lot of us skeptical. My husband and I had almost become victims of a scheme like that ourselves in Chicago. But what we want to do is really help people. And we need people to help people. So we're not saying we can do this by ourselves. We want our professionals to come forward and become a part of this as well. Not only do we need our black people and our community members, but we also need our black professionals. So what we're asking is that we all are able to come together, sit down, have some meetings, throw some conferences, get out there, go to these communities, create some community leaders, people that we can talk to on the ground, in the neighborhoods, to come to us, tell us what's needed so that we can all do what these black banks are not doing. We're not going to just sit back and wait for the money to come. That's right. We want to distribute Redirect. We want to redirect funds. So we want to help. And there's a way to do it. We have an idea. It's in the book. That's what the book is about. What we need now is to come together and do it. So visit us at www.tspeba.com so we can get this thing started. Okay. Now, what's, and my baby is passionate. but she, I, I think she kind of jumped around a little bit. Because what we need to do is give people an idea of what the big picture is. The big picture is strictly we are we have founded an organization. The organization is called the Superior Power in Black America. It is about our spending power. In a nutshell, we spend one point one trillion dollars a year and we get nothing from that. There is no benefit 
coming back to black communities. There's no food coming onto your table whenever you go and you spend your money in somebody's store. That's not in your community. And so what we're proposing is that if we were to, if we were to gain 10 million people together and we start working toward one goal, and that goal is to collect a certain amount of revenue and then redistribute that purposefully back to the black community. How many times do you spend $25 in a month and get nothing from it? How many times do you, listen, we spend $1.1 trillion and we don't get anything from it. That's a year. So here's a place where we could take some of our money back and then purposefully redirect it back to our community. The way we do that, you go to the website, tspiba.com, and you look at the website and you read some of the stuff. You look at some of the videos and you, you determine if that's something that you would be wanting to invest in. If you become a member, you automatically will be, uh, once the revenue is distributed, you are one of those people that the, this organization is looking at for your business idea. You're a member. You have a business uh, uh, plan. Bring it to your bank. Bring it to Spiva. Bring it to the organization that is dedicated to redistributing the revenue back to you for your business. Yeah, it business is, loans and it, grants, home loans and grants. It's built. Neighborhood cleanup loans and grants. Design. Job creation and training. Uh, to support you and your business, mm-hmm. Bank of America, Chase, you will you will be exhausted trying to get a loan from them. Even if you have all of the work, all of the paperwork, they'll still find a way to say no. Or you will be paying more back to them than you will be putting on your own table. And so it's designed so that you would not be successful. This organization is designed for the entrepreneurial black spirit is designed so that we can build our own communities. However, however, although it is designed to do that, yes, we're not saying that credibility does not matter. Oh, please. Because the business. Right, it's a business. Credibility it like a business. does and a bank. matter. And, and we at, at FIBA. We're accountable. We are accountable. Yeah. But what we also want you to know is, before you start investing, before you start doing anything, we have created a program, and we are actually fine-tuning it right now, to assist you in rebuilding your credit, going over the things that are on your credit, finding out what's scheduled to fall off, finding out what can be paid, creating a schedule of what can be paid and how it can be paid, teaching you how to do that, teaching you how to write checks, how to use a debit card, how to balance your bank book, teaching you what you need to know with regard to the fine print of a loan agreement. You know we're that's gonna, beautiful. We're going to sit down and go over what you need to know. How many times have you been at a loan table, whether it's a payday loan or just a car loan, or, just a car loan, or maybe you just bought your first house, and they sat down and they, they told you everything that they wanted you to hear on each sheet of paper. And this is just your warranty deed. And this is just your 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 uh the amount of money that you're gonna pay back and this is just the schedule and this you know, and you're going, Okay, okay, you're you're signing. You don't know what you're signing. You don't know what you're signing. 
And what we want to do is teach you what you're signing. We want to explain to you what it is that you're putting your name on. This is why there are so many foreclosures in our community. You know, somebody can put a 10-day balloon on your mortgage and you wouldn't know it. That's a, that's a scary thought. Yeah. And and the beautiful thing about what we're talking about is that when 10 million people come together, they're going to be bankers. They're going to be loan officers. They're going to be uh, teachers. They're going to be lawyers. They're going to be uh, uh, counselors. There will be builders. There will be electricians. There will be, you know, every walk will be a part of the organization. Every profession, and so, yeah. And so guess what? To, to learn how to do something, that would be all part of the organization. There are ways to connect people to get people to understand how to build a house. And so we connect with the right people. And, and so you connect them, you connect them <laughs> you know, with the right individual. You got 10 million people. But if you want to know what you're signing, you get when a you're building a house. Well, with with our education, with, with, with SPIBA having a program to educate the consumer, what we'll do is make sure we'll have workshops to explain to you what you're looking at, what you're spending, why you're spending it, what the fine print means. We'll be going over these different things with you. We'll have professionals that will do that. But we've in got to every be, state. In, in, in every state, not just one state. In you know, every state. I, I'm going to tell you, i got a handful of friends right now in Illinois that still still in the industry. They're with Bank of America. They're with Chase. And they're very talented black women, very talented black women that know how to write loans. They know how to underwrite. Hell, they know how to overwrite. They can do pretty much anything when it comes down to a loan and closing. They would very much like to be a part of educating our people on what we're signing and what we're doing and coming up with, with a different program. So they need to be a part of that 10 million, exactly. 10 million mm-hmm. member strong exactly. organization. That's what it's all about. Now, I would say to you guys, everybody that hears our voice, again, our new hour is 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock p.m. on Thursdays. That's Central Time. It's 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Tonight, there was a little mix-up. We apologize for that. We're very happy that people was able to tune in, but we're looking to reach a lot more people, which is the reason why we came to this hour. And so we thank everybody for at least showing up. Now, but, we'd also like to thank Queen Mother for Real Radio for allowing us this platform to share with you the superior power. And we're excited about our endless future opportunities together. And again, like I always say, great things happen. Yeah. Great things happen when great minds converge. You know, with Queen Mother out there on the East Coast and Monique and Daryl out here in the Southwest. in, In Southwest. And then we got somebody in California and we got somebody in Mississippi. You know, the 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 the, the, the hardest okay. thing yeah. that I don't understand is how come blacks in the South haven't organized and really did some things. You really want to go into that in the last minute, uh, last few minutes of the show? It's, 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 you know, so that's, many, a, that's a whole other subject. There's so many it. black people in the South. How come we haven't already organized and moved and created a movement like that? I was impressed. Now, when you were talking about voting, yeah. I was impressed with my people back home 
They were posting on Facebook, I voted, I voted, I voted, I voted. And out here, all I saw was Caucasian people at the polls. I never saw, I swear, I think in our neighborhood, I may have seen maybe about four or five people at our polls. I'm in I'm in Texas and uh I don't I don't I don't feel representative. And We're so not. I don't have there I don't I don't see a face that is going to represent my need. That I I don't see anybody. I mean, because, right, because when we, we've gone to conferences and that we've spoken at, right. and the African-Americans that are there, uh, the things that they talk about are not what needs to be spoken of I'm in our community right now. Then. But right. when you but, talk about congressional people here in Texas, they don't I mean, represent even, me even, at all. Even county officials and, and city officials, they don't no, represent me. They don't. I mean, they're talking about things that... That don't, don't really matter. Don't <laughs> they don't represent the It represents community. a certain people, but it but doesn't not represent me. us. And so it's hard to vote. But why doesn't it represent you? Because because they're not interested. Because they're not interested in what's important to me. And guess why? Uh, let me tell you why. Because there are 26 million people in Texas. You know how many black people it is in Texas? How many? Three. Three million. And so you don't have no representation. Well, I mean, it's just... such a small segment. Who cares? But you know what? It's some people that care. I mean, come on now. Who cares? I mean, you, you've got some great politicians in Houston, but we're talking about Austin. We're talking about San Antonio. You know, we're, we're talking about other areas. Of te- it, Dallas is pretty good. I mean, my, my cousin is commissioner there. It's a red state. It's a red state, but, you know, then they also go by just certain areas. And it's such a big state. Mm-hmm. It's such a big state. So everybody gets their share. It's just that we are underrepresented. Oh, definitely underrepresented. And so I don't show, I don't see a black representative. Uh, no, no, no. Listening to uh, my vote. Uh, well, we do have a representative. I don't, I don't see one. Uh, She's not knocked on my door. My last name is Jackson. She hasn't, she hasn't made herself uh, apparent well, to well, me. You know, she's, she's always on the news. I, I don't know her, you know, and and it's because she's not reaching out, you know, where I live. Well, she lives so, in Houston. Well, I mean, okay, I, I hear you. So, understand what the segment was about. First topic was about voting. The importance of voting is that you vote for the person that has your best interest in mind. And her name is Sheila okay. Jackson Lee. She's in Houston. Okay, so that's in Texas. And she, she represents the uh, Texas 18. So she represents the 18th district of Texas. Well, that's good to know, honey. Everybody don't live in Texas. She's, she's going to have her Easter egg roll, huh? Oh, man. All right, so 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 I I'm, I'm almost done. I just can't believe you talked about well, that. Just, I was looking okay. at her face. She's the finest congresswoman here in Texas. Let's stay on topic, honey. We asked people to do that. Okay, wait, we, well, we can go off topic. It's our show, right? So okay. So anyway, we thank everybody for showing up. Uh, this is our first segment. Now, here's something else that you guys need to know. We are thinking about Monique and I have decided on another theme song that we want to open with. Okay. And so don't tell them. I'm not Don't tell, tell anybody. Let, them be, let it be a surprise. So we are going to send out our theme song to our producer, 
and we're going to ask our producer to change our theme song. It's going to be a very exciting song, and when you hear this song... You're going to know it right away. You know, you're going to know that there's going to be some information coming down that we all can use. Okay, but just so you guys know, it's... Don't even go there. Okay. She can't hold one. We'll just wait until it happens. Okay, <laughs> so anyway, next, Thursday, next time you call, next time you, you tune in, we need you to call in. We want you to call in, be our guest, call in, and add your voice to the conversation at 347-989-0180 and dial 1. You'll see it posted on our Facebook pages. We'll send you texts if you're our family. Uh, we'll make sure that we get the word out on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And you can check it out on, on Daryl's blog spot. Remember, Landau Smooth and Life with Landau. Uh, guys, we're getting ready to go off the air now. And again, we'd like to thank Queen Mother for Real Radio. We still got a minute. All right. And yes, we have a minute. All right. You can find the Superior yes, Power. Three you can find the Superior Power in Black America online, D, at. So, again, you guys, I know my wife is rushing us off. Here. I am not. Again, <laughs> this movement, this <laughs> radio show is based on a book. The book is called The Superior Power in, in Black, Black America. America. You can find this book at lulu.com or Barnes & Noble or Amazon. And you can also read 58 pages for free if you Google book it. Now, we're thinking about also making it an e-book. We don't really care if we sell books. What we prefer is that the information gets out and people start latching on to the information and become a member of the organization. Now, it is advisable that you buy the book because the information that's in the book is the plan, okay? It is how the plan developed. It is the basis of the book, okay? So, All right. So you can also uh, tweet with us on Twitter at Landau Smooth. And visit us on Daryl's blog at LifeWithLandow at blogspot.com. This is a very important movement, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, www.tspiba, it is pronounced SPIBA, T-S-P-I-B-A.com. T-S-P-I-B-A. T-S-P-I-B-A. The Superior Power in Black That's America. America. Listen, that's got to be a household name, okay, a household word. It is the superior power that we possess that people know we possess. Walmart knows it, okay? Uh, Macy's knows it. Everybody knows it. Okay, so what's our topic for next week? Do you know? No, I don't know what the topic is going to be for next week. Well, you know what? Send us some emails. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the Superior Power in Black America radio, and uh, we'll get it out there. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Uh, it's, it's always important to talk about what our listeners are uh, what's, important what's important to us to them. and what's important to them. You know, and then don't forget, call in 347-989-0180. That gets you into the radio show. You can be our guest. Thank you again for calling, uh, for being a part of this show. We love you.